0: Hello, my name is Autumn Brooke Yoder, and I am nine years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because He's the only one true God. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus And to remember the good news of the gospel every day, not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world, and the hope of living with Him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why He wants you to join Him. boys and girls, I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm so glad you're listening today to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Even though your life might not feel as exciting or scary as David's, Jesus is inviting you to be a part of His kingdom story. He made you in a special way to be able to love and serve the friends, classmates, and family in your life and to join in the battle against everything Satan tries to get you and those close to you to do, like being fearful, angry, discouraged, and selfish. When Jesus clothes you with his armor, he helps you to defeat these things and know his peace, love, joy, and how he wants you to be a friend to others so that you can invite your friends to join in the battle against Satan and his forces too. You could even pray with a friend who's feeling scared or lonely or angry, saying something like, Jesus, we bring the power of your blood, your cross, and your resurrection against my friend's fear and send it to your throne for judgment. We invite your Holy Spirit to help my friend to know your love and peace and care. Amen. Jesus loves helping us in these battles every day and can help us to never give up. Last week we talked about David's chance to kill Saul again when he snuck into Saul's camp while everyone was sleeping. David kept Saul alive, saying he trusted God to deliver him and went to live with the Philistines. When the Philistines came to fight Saul, Saul couldn't hear anything from God and decided to talk to the prophet Samuel through a medium since Samuel had already died. But when Saul did talk to Samuel, Samuel only told him bad news, that his kingship would be over and that he and his sons would die the next day. Now the Philistines gathered their army at Aphek, and the Israelites camped in Jezreel. David and his men were marching at the back of the Philistine army. The commanders asked, What are these Israelites doing? And King Achish said, This is David, the commander who left King Saul. He has been with me over a year and has done nothing wrong. But the Philistine commanders were angry and said, Send David and his men back. Otherwise, when we go into battle, he will turn against us during the fighting. He could make Saul like him again if he killed some of us. Just like that song that says Saul has killed thousands of Philistines, but David has killed tens of thousands. So Achish called David and said, "'I want you to serve in my army because you have served me well, "'but the commanders want you to go home.' "'But what have I done?' David asked. "'Why can't I go and fight against the enemies of the king?' "'Achish said, "'I know you have been as innocent as an angel of God, "'but the Philistine commanders insist that you don't go with us, "'so leave with your men in the morning.' The next morning, David and his men took the three-day trip back to Ziklag. Now, while David and his men were gone, the Amalekites had attacked Ziklag and burned it, capturing all the women and children and taking them away. When David and his men got there, they saw their destroyed city and that their wives and children were gone. David and his men wept, so much that they used up all their strength, crying. David was scared because his men were talking about stoning him because of what happened to their children. But David found strength in God. He and Abiathar the priest asked God, Should we go after them? Will we find them? And God said, You will find them and have success in rescuing them. So David and 600 men went, but 200 of them were too exhausted to keep going. So the other 400 went with David and soon found an Egyptian man. They gave him water and figs and raisins because he hadn't eaten or drunk anything for three days. Then David asked, Who are you and where do you come from? He said, I'm an Egyptian, a slave of an Amalekite. My master left me to die when I became sick. We had been raiding the area and we burned Ziklag. David said, Can you lead me to those men? He answered, Promise before God that you won't kill me or hand me over to my master and I will take you there. So he led David down, and David saw the Amalekites eating, drinking, and having a party because of all they had taken from the land of the Philistines and the land of Judah. David and his men fought them until the evening of the next day, and only 400 of the Amalekites escaped on camels. David got back his family and the families of his men and everything else the Amalekites had taken, nothing was missing. They traveled back with their families and the flocks and herds and came to the 200 men who had been too tired to fight. Some of the troublemakers in David's army said, They didn't come out to fight, so they shouldn't get anything we took, only their wives and children. But David said, No, my brothers. God protected us and helped us defeat the Amalekites. The same reward will go to the men who stayed behind as the ones who went out to fight. When they got back, David sent some of the plunder they took to the leaders in Judah. Now the Philistines were fighting against the Israelites, and the Israelites were running away. Many of them were killed including Saul's sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua. When the Philistines were fighting hard close to Saul, the archers shot arrows at him and wounded him badly. Saul said to his armor-bearer, "'Kill me with your sword, or these Philistines will find me and cause me more pain as I die.'" But the armor-bearer was scared and wouldn't do it. So Saul fell on his own sword and died, and his armor-bearer did the same. When the Israelites in the towns nearby saw that the army was running away and that Saul and his sons had died, they fled from their towns and the Philistines came in and lived there. When the Philistine army found Saul and his sons dead, they sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to give the news to their people. The Philistines took Saul and his sons' bodies, but some Israelites from Jabesh-Gilead snuck in during the night to take them back and bury them. Have you ever felt like things have been going along just fine? and then get hit with something you didn't expect? Like finding out a friend is moving away, or someone close to you is sick, or your brother or sister gets mad at you and you don't know why? You might feel like you didn't do anything to deserve what happened. You were just trying to do what was best and be kind to the people in your life and that it's just not fair. Let's think about some of the things David might have felt in our stories today. He'd been trying to stay safe from King Saul by living with the Philistines and tricking them into thinking the Israelites were his enemies. And God did keep David safe, even making the Philistine King Achish believe him. But the Philistine commanders not trust him so that he and his men wouldn't have to fight against their own people. Maybe he was relieved to go home. But then, when he and the men returned to their city, they found out their wives and children had been captured by the Amalekites. He and his men wept, not knowing if they would see any of their family again. And the men blamed David for what happened and wanted to kill him. I'm sure David felt scared, But it also says he found strength in God. When it seemed like everything he was trying to do to stay safe and protect those under his care was going down the drain, he chose to lean into God's strength. We don't know exactly what he said, but maybe it was something like, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you to be strong for me and show me what to do next. The Bible does say that when David asked God if he should go after the Amalekites, God answered. God told him he would be successful in the rescue, but he probably didn't know that God was keeping every one of the wives and children safe. Did you know that God delights in leading us in the way to go, too? When we feel like we're trying the best we can to make choices and things only seem to get worse or our parents don't seem to understand the pain we're going through or the kids we try to be kind to only respond by being mean or making fun of us, Jesus weeps with us. When Jesus was on earth and his friend Lazarus died, he wept with Lazarus's sisters, Mary and Martha, even though he ended up raising Lazarus from the dead. When he went back into heaven, he promised to send his Holy Spirit into each person's heart who decides to follow him. Even though we can't see Jesus with our physical eyes, he wants to bring us comfort, help, and wisdom through his Spirit living inside of us. He loves putting in our thoughts what to do next. And when it feels like everyone is against you or just that no one understands, he can also help us to see our problems the way he sees them. Something he wants to keep walking with us through as we move forward together. And even when we don't feel like we have lots of problems, he also wants to remind us that he's going ahead of us getting us ready for the things he wants us to partner with him in, like being kind to someone new, obeying our parents, and telling others how much Jesus helps us. Maybe there's someone close to you who you don't think God cares about because they're sick or feeling sad. Just like David had to trust God to care for the women and children who were captured until he had time to find them, we can place every single person we love in his hands, saying, Father, I trust you to care for my mom and dad and sisters and brothers and everyone else who is close to me. We might not always know each decision to make, Because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But as we keep asking Jesus to show us how to obey, he can use our choices to bring about good things in our lives. David didn't know the Amalekites had attacked his town when he went to fight with the Philistines, but God made the Philistine commanders send him home to get him safely back in time to chase after the Amalekites and rescue all the wives and children. God also sent the Egyptian man to show them where to go. And David even got to carry away more of the things the Amalekites had taken in all their attacks because David asked and listened to what God wanted him to do. King Saul, on the other hand, was finishing his fight in fear. David's obedience had brought blessing and safety to his men and their families. But Saul's disobedience brought death to his sons and many of the Israelites in his army. Even the Israelites in the towns close by ran away because they were so scared of the Philistines. Saul was scared all the way until he died, even deciding to kill himself so that the Philistines wouldn't do it and hurt him more. When we feel more like Saul than David, fearful of what's going to happen next, Jesus always wants us to talk with him about it. Whether we have a bad dream or we're afraid someone is going to get hurt, or we just don't know how Jesus is going to help us. He can put his faith in our hearts when we ask him to take away our fear and remind us of his care for us. It can also be a blessing to those close to us because when we're trusting and obeying Jesus, we're a lot more fun to be around. He can give us his peace to take the next step moving into the next day and the day after that, rather than thinking and thinking about all the things we're afraid might happen. It's good to admit, Jesus, I really want to be in control of this, so that he can help us hand it over to him, as if we're placing our troubles on his lap while he's sitting on his throne. His spirit is so glad to keep doing his good work in your heart as you keep inviting him into each thought and feeling. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the good things you have for us as we trust you with what will happen today and tomorrow and the day after that. Would you help us to keep talking to you about each of our fears and receive the encouragement that you have for us? Amen. Okay, friends, let's keep walking with Jesus.